Welcome back, everyone, to the Quiz Hub Podcast. I'm so glad that you guys are here. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the last episode, and yeah, we're welcome back. Um, I'm your host, Michael. Uh, the name of this podcast is the Quiz Hub Podcast. This is my beautiful co-host, Amanda, and we had an awesome week. You know, we started our new jobs um, at Marcy Joe's Mule Town in uh, Columbia, Tennessee. If you guys want to come by, stop by, have dinner. Um, come see Amanda at the front counter, and she, she's the hostess, and she'll seat you down, and I'll be in the back, you know, cooking your food, making sure everything goes out right, just to make sure it's perfect for whoever orders it. Um, yeah, we started that this week, um, and again, if you want to come visit us, we're there. It'll be on, um, what do you call it, Thursday through Saturday from 5 p.m. to 8.30, 8.30 or 8? 8. 8.00. Eight, yeah, eight o'clock. So five to eight o'clock. You know, come see us. We'd love to see you guys. Love to see you guys' smiling faces. And yeah. Um, other than that, um, we last week we talked about a little bit about us, about what our podcast is about, and then we um, kind of got into some some health tips. I think it was um, what did we talk about? I forgot what it, um. Healthy, like healthy ways to feel more full for like your breakfast and stuff like that. Healthy filling mm-hmm. breakfast, and then we talked about um, flour. Yeah, and flour that that pizza dough recipe. So this week we're gonna kind of break down a few things. The first thing that we're gonna talk about is uh, it's about a bill that got passed in California that could affect um, quite a few people, and um, we're gonna get uh, talk about that a little bit. Then the next thing we're gonna go to is um. Uh, a really cool tip on, like I guess, like not portioning your food, but eating less food, um, whenever you're whenever you're eating your lunch or your meals or whatever, um, and just a way to kind of keep yourself from overeating. And then the last thing we're gonna talk about is um, a cooking method. We're gonna talk about the a little, make a, like a list of cooking methods, and we're gonna go through them one by one. But um, today we're just gonna focus on uh, one of those cooking methods. But I'll kind of go through each one and kind of explain what it is. So yeah, um, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and hop right into it. Um, like I said, the there was a bill that was passed. It's, it was called Proposition 22. And what it does is there's a um, there's a grocery store in California. It's called Albertsons. I've never heard of it because um, I'm not from California, but she said she's heard of it. Yeah. Have, you, have you shopped there before? Yeah, it's almost like a Kroger here. So would it be like cheaper or more expensive than Kroger? It's a little more expensive. More it's expensive. like in the higher class areas. So yeah. So um, what this bill is doing, and it's uh in the the Southern California locations of um Albertsons and a few others. But what it's doing is it's allowing Albertsons and those other uh, grocery stores to lay off um quite a bit of their employees, and instead of hiring their own employees, they're basically going to uh, go through other companies like DoorDash and Uber and and Lyft and using them to deliver their um, groceries to other people, and that's affecting the lives of those people who are working at Albertsons as those delivery people. They're going to get laid off and their jobs are going to be given to the uh, those other those third party companies. And the reason they're doing that is because of money. It's a, a kind of like a greedy thing that they're going through. They don't have to pay these other companies. Uh, or they don't have to pay their own employees the um the for the benefits and the um, insurance or anything that they have to go through 401k or anything like that they're not they don't have to pay them that that's why they're doing that they don't have to pay the to those third party companies so it's like they're um what do you call it it's they're wanting to be greedy you know how corporate is they 
they're just greedy. They want to take money. They don't care about what's going on in your family. And it's just a terrible time to do that because, you know, we already have so much going on in our lives and things like, you know, um, we have like the pandemic going on, you have riots and stuff going on. And for whatever reason that is, you know, I'm, that's not, I'm not getting to that part. I'm just saying that with all the stuff that's going on, you have these big corporate companies, they're going, they're going money hungry still, you know, their, their millions and millions of dollars isn't enough for them. They want to make more. And so they're, you know, cutting They're They're basically like, you know, they're getting rid of their own people just so they can contract more like those third party companies. So that way they don't have to pay as much as they would if they were just to keep their own employees. And so this is uh it'll be in full effect on uh February 27th of um of this year and throughout that time from like I guess I guess it got signed back in uh in in December. So from December all the way up to February 27th they're going to be transitioning from going, you know, from their employees to their um the third party companies like Uber and Lyft and everything like that. So my condolences to anybody who's affected by that. If any, if anybody's listening to this that it was affected by that, I'm you know I'm really sorry, and I hope that you know well not I hope you will overcome it, and it might take some time, but you know we're all gonna get through. It. We're all going through tough times right now, especially with this pandemic going on, and we'll get through it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just it just sucks because in California, working at Albertsons or a Stater Brothers or even like a Goodwill that's like their cost of living to actually like pay rent or pay for their house mortgage or something like yeah and it yeah just sucks. especially because California is already expensive to begin with yeah and you know it's just like a lot of people they come from California to Tennessee or to like any I'm not really sure where other people else go besides Tennessee because we're jam-packed here mm-hmm. but <laughs> They go and they move from California to Tennessee and like Nashville and stuff like that because it's cheaper. And, you know, Na- Nashville is expensive. Don't get me wrong. But like in comparison to like California, um, I think whenever you guys, you guys lived in a, you said you lived in a mobile home for like, what, what, how much, what, what did you guys sell for like 130000 or something? Yeah, around 130000 Yeah, $130,000 mobile home for like something that you can get here for maybe like. Like and I'm talking about like a mobile mobile home, not like the new upkeep ones that like you see where it's the, like the double wides and single wides and stuff like that. Um, where like they're all modern on the inside. I'm talking about like a regular mobile home, just no bells and whistles, just you know four walls and and a heater basically. Um, <laughs> um, you know you get get <laughs> you that make for me like. Sound like I'm poor. No 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 no. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. I'm just saying like because whenever I'm explaining this, people are like, well, mobile homes are. Are nice nowadays. Yeah. I'm like, yes, nowadays they are. They're really nice. You know, it got like all the, the fancy modern stuff. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, it it's more expensive out there in California than it is here in Tennessee, mm-hmm. and you can see that just by the prices of just houses and stuff like that, okay. and especially you know the wages and stuff like that. Like, um, I think I saw. Even like like Chick Fil A and stuff like that, their their um their minimum wage went up to like seventeen dollars an hour. I'm pretty sure, yeah. which is you know some people might say seventeen dollars an hour to work at a Chick Fil A, and I'm like, you know, there it's expensive out there. So even New York and stuff like that, they're they're um they might get more money, but their cost of living is higher than what you, we would get here. So it's and everything's going higher. Yeah, every too. yeah everything's going higher. Like 
even just the price of houses have gone up ridiculous in a ridiculous amount. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I'm like I said, I kind of got off top off off track there, but you know, <laughs> if you're experiencing that or you're dealing with that, I'm my condolences to you and your family, but you guys will get through it. We're all going to get through it and we'll get back to a new normal hopefully sooner than later. Yeah. So um. All right. You ever heard the uh, the expression "an apple a day will keep the doctor away"? And you're like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense. What's a stupid apple have to do with that?" Um. There's a. I read an article, and it had to do with overeating and portion control and stuff like that. And overeating is, I mean, it's something I experience because it's like my my stomach is like probably massive just because it's like been stretched out throughout the years. But, um, you know, you go to a restaurant and you order something and they bring you out like a giant plate with like, you know, a giant steak, a giant ribeye, a giant baked potato, a giant side of corn or chili or mashed potatoes or whatever it is. And while that might be good and all, um, it's terrible on your body, shockingly, you know, and it's a big problem that we have here in the United States. It's because, you know, we have obesity and a lot of places they don't offer, um, healthy options. And whenever they do, um, the healthier options are more expensive than what, you know, what you could go buy for a bag of chips. Like, I think like if you go and you buy like, um, what is it like, like some, like a salad mix or something like that. It's like, five bucks for like a little bag four or five bucks and then you can go you can go to mcdonald's or something like that and get like three cheeseburgers for like three bucks you know it's like and it's expensive it's more expensive to eat healthier than it is to than it is to eat like the the bad stuff for you and the like stuff that's like completely processed and and not, not in all cases but i would say it is definitely harder to find uh cheaper options that are are healthier options that are, you know, they're more easier on your, your, they're easier on your pockets and stuff like that because I've done meal prepping and it has saved me money, but, um, you know, it's just like some of the stuff, it kind of gets repetitive or some of the stuff doesn't hold well. So it's kind of, it's like, like a science, you kind of have to figure out what holds well, what tastes good. You have to figure out how to budget while also making sure that your, your, um, your palate is, you know, still having uh, like fun when you're eating. Cause that, you know, eating's fun, you know, it's not like you just sit there and you're eating and you're like, oh man, this is terrible or something like that. I've never eaten anything so far to where I'm just like, man, I really don't like this. You know, if it, I've never hated something, but I have liked a ton of things more than something else, I guess is what I'm saying. But this little trick, um, and we actually tried it the other day and it's as simple as eating an apple while you're cooking or before you eat or something like that. Um, and that's exactly what it is. It's eating an apple. Uh, you just eat it. We went and got a bag of apples just to kind of test this out. And we like the Granny Smith apples. I don't like any other apples because their their texture is just not right. Granny Smith is you know really crisp. Mm-hmm. You like you like Granny Smith? Yeah, I like Granny Smith and Fuji's. I think Fuji is like the only one other than Granny Smith that I can eat mm-hmm. and enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, you just take the apple, you know, just eat the apple any way you want it. You know, just you can if you like eating apples straight out of the bag or whatever you like, or if you like to put them through those little, um, those little apple slicers where you 
you know, it cores it, makes your little eight little slices or whatever, you know, whatever you want. But what that's doing, it's adding more fiber to your, um, to that meal and it's making more fibrous. It's making you feel full longer and faster. And, um, and we actually tried that out cause in, uh, you'll see here in a little bit, we actually made some, um, little pork cutlets and while I was cooking those, I was eating, uh, eating on my granny Smith and then. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, like I said before, I'm a fairly big dude, so I can put, I can put away food, and I'm sorry if you hear a cat in the background, that's our cat, she's <laughs> really bored right now, you might see her come up here in the camera, and, um, <laughs> hold on one second, Lena, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was eating my Granny Smith, and then after I ate my Granny Smith and all the food was done, I only had two of those pork cutlets, and that was enough to f keep me full, and... Mm -hmm. I was actually surprised because I didn't eat until like another four or five hours after that. And you probably like the same, what, four or five hours? Yeah, until our shift at Marcy Joe's started. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and normally I'm like, when I'm at work, I'll eat every break. And we get like a break like every couple of hours or so. And like, I might not even be hungry. I might just be bored. So I'm like bored eating. Because, like, I'm just like, oh, I'm on break, and the vending machine's right there, so I'll just go get, like, a bag of chips or something like that. But whenever, I'm eating, like, whenever I ate that apple, I was, like, legitimately full until, like, four or five hours later. So I think I'm going to keep trying that, see how that's happening, and then mm -hmm. maybe we can do, like, a little... Take yourself an apple to work whenever you... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to start three apples. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to take, take three apples to work. And also, not only that, like, you, you know, it's helping you feel full, but apples are, they're good for you. You know, they're packed with vitamin C and fiber and, um, you know, other, uh, other vitamins and stuff like that. They're, they're not only good for you just to keep you full, but they're also good nutritionally for you. And, um, and yeah, I, and I think, you know, and it, any apple you want, really, it's not, you know, just for one specific apple or anything like that. But like I said, I'm a Granny Smith kind of guy. I know some people, they're, they're looking at me, at me like, you like those sour apples? And I'm like, I love sour foods. Like, I will eat, like, something sour until my mouth just is falling off, you know. And sour they, Patch Kids. Yeah, Sour Patch Kids are <laughs> terrible for you, but I'll keep eating them. Yeah. Mouth will be all bloody and, you know, watery and everything. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the... The next thing we're going to get into um, is uh, the cooking methods, and I'm going to go through each one and just kind of describe what it is briefly, but then I'm going to show us a video here in just a little bit, and then we'll go into um, the and go into sautéing. So there's different cooking methods, and the main or the there's three main cooking methods, types of cooking methods. There's um, dry methods which is cooking something uh, with air or fat. There's, uh, and then there's, there's your, um, your wet methods, which is um, where you're cooking something with moisture, with water. And then there's your combination methods where you're, where you're using both, both fat and water. So the, the dry combinations, there's broiling, grilling, baking or roasting, sauteing, pan frying, and deep frying. And I know people, whenever they think of deep frying, they're like, it's going, it's being submerged in oil, it's getting wet. And it's like, yes, but whenever it's saying wet methods, it's referring to actual like water and moisture. It's not referring to, um, to, to the fats. And notice how I'm saying fats, I'm not saying oil. So like when you can use like bacon grease, here in the South, if you throw away bacon grease, you might get disowned from your family. <laughs> like 
people always ask, what are some tips from moving to Tennessee or to here or there? And I'm just like, never throw out your bacon grease unless it's like absolutely beyond rescue or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But even my, my grandmother in her refrigerator, you'll see there's a little container, a little mason jar with bacon grease. And whenever she makes her beans or anything like that, she'll throw it in there. She'll fry up her beans and stuff like that. It's just something that we do. It's something that I've always done. And, um, yeah, mm-hmm. so you can use, you know, other fats. Beef fat is really good to, to cook with, too. But back to these cooking methods I was uh, referring to, there's – oh, wait. Did I – I listed them, but I'm, I haven't gone with their, gone over what they're what they are actually. But give me one second. So you have broiling, which is cooking with um with radiant heat that's coming from above, and you might your most ovens nowadays, if not all of them, they actually have a broiler setting, and what they'll do is, um you know they turn it on, and depending on if you have a gas stove or an electric stove. If you have a gas, you'll see it'll be like probably either one or two metal tubes that are going from the top. And what they'll do is, you know, the gas will come out and it'll get up to temperatures. You won't find it like this in any um, home kitchens unless you have like some ridiculous industrial oven. But in um, commercial kitchens, whenever like in restaurants and stuff like that, they could have broilers that reach temperatures up to 2000 degrees. And I've never seen anything like that. And it's not just ovens either. You know, they actually have these things. They're called salamanders, and that's what they're for. They're for broiling. Um, But I've never seen one that's gotten up to 2,000 degrees, nor do I want to see one because I like having my eyebrows on my face. But, um, yeah, it's just like a a radiant heat coming from above. It's really good for um, melting cheese, getting that um, nice caramelization effect that you might see on, like, French onion soups or, like, um, macaroni and cheese or anything like that. I've used it. Um, for whenever I'm not getting the color that I'm looking for in the um, in the oven by itself, after it's done cooking, I'll throw I'll turn on the broiler for like maybe five or six minutes, and then just keep an eye on it and make sure that it's the way it is, like the way that I want it to be. And then once it's done, I'll take it out. Have you ever broiled anything? No, but my dad told you the story where he broiled my mom a cake by accident. <laughs> 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 Here, go ahead and tell him what it, what, what happened. Um, I think it was for an anniversary, and my dad wanted to be nice, and he wanted to bake my mom a cake, so he sa- he accidentally sent it set it to broil. So when he put it in, it only took like fifteen minutes for the cake to cook, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Wow, that was a short time, fifteen minutes." So they took it out, and she was all happy to cut it, and they cut into it, and it was mush. All over. <laughs> was it? Was, but like, was it like raw on the like the top was cooked, but the the bottom was was raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the top was all cooked, and he tested it. I guess the tester didn't go all the way through. Mm-hmm. So when he tested it, he was like, "Okay, it's cooked." And then yeah. they cut into it, and it was all. Yeah, which makes sense because, like I said, it's <laughs> coming from the top, so it's probably it's gonna cook from from the top all the way from the bottom. So that that would make sense why the bottom was like really raw, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the next one we're going to talk about is just um is baking and roasting. They're the same. They're basically the same thing. You know, you p- bake stuff in an oven, you bake cakes, pastries, chicken, beef, pork, whatever you want. And um you know, you just stick it in the oven and um you're using hot air to that's being surrounded. A lot of uh and I I always get these two confused. There's convection and conduction. 
and I can't remember exactly which is which, but one of them is the heat is just in the oven, and it's just, you know, it's like heat rises, so you kind of have to figure out how, which, which oven you have, and then I like the, there's one where there's a fan inside, and the fan is blowing the heat around, and I like those better than the other, the other, because um, you're getting an even, an even spread of the heat, so like, in some ovens, like my grandmother's oven, her oven, the the where the like where the heat comes from, it comes from the top. So the top will turn on, and then it'll you know go throughout the oven. But her oven, uh, Amanda's oven, or our oven, I, I should say, um, the heat comes from the bottom. So the first time I made cookies uh, at her ho- at our house now. Um, I was used to baking cookies at my grandmother's house, so I put them on the, like, not the very bottom, but, like, closer to the bottom, because that's where the rack was, and the bottoms burned, and so I was trying to figure out why, and I was like, I figured it out, you know, your oven is switched, you know, it's the exact opposite of my grandmother's oven, Mm -hmm. so I kind of had to fix that, and then I adjusted it, and now I can make cookies flawlessly, and by flawlessly, I mean not burnt, I don't know how the taste Mm -hmm. is going to come out, because I'm not that much of a baker. That's good, you make good cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> but um, but yeah, everyone's oven, everyone's oven is different, and um, you know, so I've I've seen all different types of ovens: the electric ovens, gas ovens, and everyone. I'll have to say is everyone is different. But then there's um, sautéing, which is the one that we're gonna get into today. And sautéing is um, using a pan, uh, like a. You can sauté in any type of pan, but typically, most times, you'll sauté in like a sauté pan or something like that. If you're wanting to, um, you'll use other different types of pans. If you're using like the combination cookings that I was talking about earlier, and I'll kind of get into that um, um, whenever I talk about it. But sautéing is you get your your, your sauté pan, you put a little bit of um, fat in there. Like I said, you can use like regular oil, depending on. You can use uh, clarified butter. If you use brown butter. Uh, or brown butter. If you use regular butter, just be careful because if you do it too long, or you know, or you're cooking something that you're that's gonna take longer than the actual like uh, I guess burning point of the butter, your butter's gonna burn. It's gonna give you a flavor that you don't want. And there is brown butter, but brown butter is don't get me wrong, it's good, but it's not something. There's definitely a point of no return with brown butter. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So clarified butter is a better. Um, thing to be sautéing with. You might also hear it's called ghee, um, which is like a like a Indian, Indian yeah Indian kind of fat yeah Indian yeah. fat. Uh, I know people do duck fat sometimes, and like I said, beef fat is really good. It's a good, um, nice meaty flavor to it. And um, you just put enough oil in there to coat the bottom, and then you know you have your you know, like medium high heat saute it, get that color on there, sear it on one side, sear it on the other. Most of the times, like, um, if you're doing, like, thick pieces of chicken, what I like to do is I'll have my oven preheated and make sure you're using a pan that, like, um, is able to go into the oven because I've seen someone where they're sautéing something and then they'll take the um, the pan and it'll have, like, one of those plastic handles on it and they'll put it in the oven and then it, the whole thing just melts. The food's fine. The food's delicious, but now you have a melted pan in your oven. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that's sautéing. Pan frying, um, it's you can do it in this like uh, most times in the South. You'll see people pan fry in a in a um, what do you call it? A cast iron skillet. And what I love about uh, cast iron skillets is that 
they have so much heat and so much um they're really hefty and they can hold a lot of that heat that um, whenever you're heating up your pans and that compared to like an aluminum pan um, the aluminum is thin so it will heat up rather rather quickly but at the same time it's going to cool down a lot faster and that's something that you don't want whenever you're cooking your uh, your food whatever you're cooking uh, like if you're cooking a steak like a couple steaks let's say I'm cooking steaks for uh, me and her if I'm using a cast iron skillet I'm going to have um, it first of all it's heavy so it's going to it's heavy and it's dense, so it's going to keep that um, that heat in that pan, um, and it's going to allow that crust to build upon that steak uh, compared to an aluminum pan. It is going to heat up faster, but whenever I set those steaks in there, um, the the temperature different different difference is going to make it to where it's going to cool down, and it's not going to be like a, a you know you're going your pan's going to freeze or anything like that. It's just going to cool it down to the point to where you might not get as good a crust as you would if you were to use a cast iron or even it doesn't even have to be a cast iron necessarily. It has to it can be a um a uh, what do you call it? a heavier like a pan with a heavy bottom, and um and not only good is it good for that, but it's also good for like like I said before uh, pan frying, um which is basically your it's okay so it's pan frying and there's deep frying right so deep frying is whenever you're fully submerging the the meat or whatever you're frying in um completely in oil um or fat whichever one you want i know some people that if you got the money to buy beef tallow which is beef fat uh, you can deep fry on beef and beef fat but in most cases you'll see people frying in peanut oil like fried turkeys fried chicken anything like that peanut oil so deep frying is fully submerging and pan frying is like let's just say if you're this is the like chicken thigh in your um in your pan my fist uh if you can't see if you're watching the the if you're listening to the audio on spotify or one of our other accounts um i have my fist up in the air and i'm just describing it but you want to basically get like this much of your chicken or whatever you're frying covered or submerged in the the oil so maybe like three-fourths and then once that's done um, you know, you'll cook it on that side for a little bit and however long you're cooking it, depending on what you're cooking, then you'll flip it over and then you'll go from there. And then if it's not cooked all the way, if in your crust or your coating gets a little bit too brown, you might want to already have a preheated oven with a pan and a rack and you can set it on top of there. And then once you get that color that you're looking for, you'll just put it in the oven for however long, make sure it reaches the temperature uh, that it needs to be depending on whatever meat you're cooking. But that's pan frying, and then the next one is a uh, deep frying, and that's whenever it's um, fully submerged in the oil. And I think I said this before, but just in case uh, you might have missed it or something, the th so like the two methods. There's the the dry methods and the wet methods, and people might be thinking, "Whoa, well the meat gets wet if it's fully submerged in oil." Well, when I'm saying when I'm referring to dry and wet, I'm talking about like the dry methods are cooked with hot airs and, and fats so that oil is um it is it's like not water it's not like a broth or anything like that so it's not that type of wet it's more of like that that steamy um you know broth or some other form of liquid it's not the fat the fat um you'll still be able to get that crust and you can't get a crust with moisture it's one of the things that um won't allow like your the sugars to do your sugars can't caramelize when there's moisture present but deep frying is whenever you're whenever you're fully submerging um whatever you're frying 
into that oil, that hot oil, um, and you might have like a, a coating on it or some type of batter that you'll want to get crispy. And I know uh, deep in the south, um, you can get, you know, fried chicken, country fried steaks and stuff like that. And a lot of a big misconception with deep frying is that it's unhealthy for you. And I'm not saying deep frying in itself is healthy. I'm saying that it's healthier than people think. And the reason for that being is because the reason people think that it's really unhealthy for you is that a lot of times when they go eat food that's deep fried and stuff like that, um, it's really greasy. So they're, you know, they're eating all this grease. But the reason it's greasy is because whoever is cooking with that deep fryer, the temperature is not the temperature that it needs to be. Whenever you're deep frying something, your temperature needs to range anywhere from 375 to 350. If it's anything lower than that, um, your your food is going to kind of soak up that grease before the crust around it gets um, created. And then that's how you get like greasy foods and stuff like that. So it's not just, you know, I'm not like I said, it's not I'm not saying it's healthy, but it's healthier than what people think. So. If you go out and you get a fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something like that, or fried Oreos, yeah, that's not healthy. But it's not healthy to begin with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I don't think I covered grilling. Grilling um, is the exact opposite of what do you call it? It's the exact opposite of broiling. So how you have broiling, the heat's coming from the top. Grilling, it's coming from the bottom. And there's uh there's multiple types of grills, but the two I'm gonna like kind of just talk about for a quick second are flat top grills and charbroil grills. And those two, the flat top grills is exactly what it sounds like. It's a grill where the you know you have the the flames underneath the the metal surface, and the the metal is you know absorbing that heat and transferring the heat from the flames to the metal to whatever you're cooking. Um, and that's what we use at Marcy Joe's. I love flat tops because they can you can definitely use them in more ways than than a uh, a charbroil grill, which is the grill that has the grates on it. Simply because it's a flat top, so you can put more things on the flat top than you can a grill like the charbroil grill. And uh, like I was showing her the other day, there's videos on TikTok um, where they're you know little like street vendors and stuff like that, and they'll make these things they're called it's like they're using birria i think that's what it's called and it's goat and what they'll do is they'll stew it which is a combination uh method that we'll cover in just a second all right i'll kind of explain what it is um they'll stew it and they'll you know it'll be nice and tender and you know you know shred into like the little shredded goat that it you know that it's prepared i guess that's the way they do it um then they'll dip the tortillas in the juice that's, you know, has like a little bit of fat in there. Then they'll put it on the flat top surface. And then after that, they'll go ahead and get it crisped up. You know, they'll throw some cheese on there, make the cheese all nice and crispy. And then they'll put the, the meat on there. And then you have the, the video tacos. And then you can dip it in the, the juice and whatever. But, yeah, you can't just throw cheese on a flat top. I mean, not on a flat top, on a charbroil grill. If you do, the grate is just going to... The, it's just going to fall through the grate. You're going to have a big mess. But um, And then the charbroil grill is the ones where you might see at um, any steakhouse you might go to. You might see the, the little diamond patterns on there, which, um, you know, that's caused by just turning the steaks different way, you know, one way. And then after a certain time, you turn it the other way and then you flip it over and repeat the process so you can get diamond marks on both sides. 
and which is very important for um, state competitions. I actually have a buddy who I went to school with, and he does state competitions, and I know that he's won a couple of them. And, um, you know, he posts pictures of his steaks, and his steaks look – they look really good. His diamond marks look good. The, the cook looks good. And people don't understand, like, how um, – how those specific things are done like they think that like oh they're just flipping steaks like nah there's there's a science to it there's you know you got to time it correctly you got to make sure that the the like if there's like diamond patterns you want to make sure that one angle isn't darker than the other you know what i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) a lot of good information yeah (laughs) i'm kind of like going out of out of her her right now with grilling because she, she's not much of a girl like a girl cook i guess she's more of like a you know so, you know stove top cooking the pan yeah. homely stuff little mexican dishes yeah. yeah but um what do you call it yeah that's um that's the the grill uh the grilling part of it and then for the wet methods we have boiling steaming um what else is there boiling steaming poaching simmering and i th- think that's it so Boiling is whenever the food that you're cooking is fully submerged inside the water um, or whatever liquid you're, you're cooking with. It can be um, water, any broth that you might use, like chicken broth, beef broth, vegetable broth, um, uh, fume, which is like a fish broth, uh, things like that. That's what boiling is. It's fully submerged. You're having rapid bubbles, and um, people, you know, boil, like I said, veggies, um, you know, like veggies like potatoes, broccoli, carrot stuff like that and they use that to kind of soften up those meats or not no, i'm sorry not meats those vegetables and um you know make them tender to make ma- mashed potatoes or um if you're making like sauteed carrots you know your carrots aren't going to cook fully uh, well they can cook fully but they're going to be really really caramelized um by the time they're nice and soft so that's why you might want to boil them first and then you know make them a little bit tender as tender as you want them to be and then you can saute and make them as caramelized as you want to be um i think the 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 bo- temperature for boiling is like at 212 degrees don't quote me on that i think i'm fairly sure that's what it is but once it gets past that temperature it starts to become steaming um which is um steaming is also another wet method where you are taking the steam that's coming off of the boiling water and you might have like a little basket that you might place something like you might be able you know might place some eggs or um you know, steam some buns if you're making some hot dogs or something like that. And then uh, you can also steam vegetables. A lot of people steam vegetables like broccoli, carrots, stuff like that. Or you might even, you know, steam the frozen ve- packs of veggies where you steam them in the microwave where you just chuck them in the microwave, put them in there for like two or three minutes. And then um, that water that's, I guess the water that's like the, the veggies, the moisture from the veggies um, gets heated up, creates steam and starts steaming the vegetables like that. Um, there's also poaching. Uh, which is um, like a, a, a lighter boil. I want to say, I think, I can't remember the order, but I do kn- I know steaming comes from boiling, and then boiling, below boiling is, I think, it's it's either poaching or simmering, because those are the last two um, for the wet methods. But um, poaching is, you know, people might poach eggs um, or salmon or chicken or something like that for chicken salads, and it's... A really light boil. It's not like something that where like the the bubbles are rapid. They're the more the bubbles are more calm. And um, another thing about boiling before I get to um, simmering is when people 
foil potatoes or anything that might ha- become like really soft. A lot of times what I see them doing is they'll boil it, but then what will happen is the rapid bubbles will be moving the potatoes around at a pace that they don't that you wouldn't want it to be because the potatoes are becoming softer so if they're really moving around and they're really soft um they're going to come into contact with each other and you're going to have like little bits of potatoes in there so once it gets to that boiling point and once they start to get softer you might want to turn the heat down just a tad so they're more like they're kind of just like moving around each other like in a more uh, a slower state instead of gentler yeah a more gentle state yeah and um then we got simmering simmering is used to like uh you know used to reduce uh sauces and soups and um and it's basically like whenever you want to um extract a ton of flavor out of something you might see it in a recipe somewhere it might say uh bring to a boil and reduce it to a simmer that's so that way you can get the heat of that boil but then you can turn it down to that simmer so that way um, you might simmer something for like a couple hours or an hour and a half or so because what you're doing is you're breaking down those foods, whatever you're simmering. So like let's say a marinara sauce. And um, I know some people that put carrots in their marinara sauce. Um, <coughs> and from the carrots, what they'll do is they'll put them in there. They might put a, a Parmesan cheese uh, rind in there. And then the simmering, it extracts those flavors. So you're still getting those flavors from those um, from those items, and whenever you're done, you leave them in chunks big enough to where you can take them out so that we don't have, like, all that stuff in there. But you did get the flavor that you needed out of there. Up next, we're going to go into the combination methods. Um, you got braising and stewing. Braising is, well, both of these, um, you're, you're using uh, cooking with both fats and the liquids. So with braising, what's going on is, um, let's say, for instance, in my culinary school, we used or someone somebody did braised short ribs, and so what they did is they got a pot, which is you know or even like a, a, a deep pan, where they seared the meat, the the short ribs in a pan with the fat, and then um, once they did took that once they were done, they took them out, set them aside, put a deglazer in the pan which they are beef ribs, so I'm sure they use like red wine or some kind of darker wine, and that extracted the, the fawn from the, the pan, which not only made it cleaner to or easier to clean, it also extracted all the flavors that were on the pan. So then after that, they put the meats back in there, then they put in their uh, their braising liquid, so they, uh, they could have used a beef stock, or they could have used um, you know water if that's what you wanted to use. just want to make sure that whatever you're using has lots of flavor, so that way your, you know, your dish has... It's not boring. Make sure that it has that flavor that you want it to have, that nice beefy flavor. And then, you know, you can um, – most time people will cover it. If not, they'll leave it, like put a lid on it and crack it so that way like a little bit of steam can escape. And then they'll put it in a preheated oven at like 400 degrees or whatever it is, and then they'll cook it for like two hours. Once that's done, all that meat and whatever's in there, it'll break down. It'll be so tender, and like it's basically like fall off the bone, and it's, it's delicious. And then the only thing that's different – from that then stewing is with stewing you're going to fully submerge so you're going to go through the same process with the browning of your meats or your veggies or whatever then you're going to do your um your, your deglazer then if you're stewing something you're just going to fully submerge it in the um in the liquid so that's uh that's on braising and stewing now to the main point of this entire thing i know i did talk quite a bit about all those and i did say it was going to be like a brief touching on them 
which it was, but there's definitely more about those, and we'll go into those, you know, in maybe like the next episode or something like that, and we'll kind of dibble and dabble here and there and make little videos and stuff. But for the next one, for the main thing, main event, we're going to go through, I'm going to show you guys a video of me sauteing some little pork cutlets, and we're going to, I'll show you what you're supposed to look for, and, you know, we'll kind of go through there, and... What we're going to do is I'm going to go ahead and start recording our, uh, the screen so you guys can see. For the people who are listening on uh, Spotify or the Amazon Music, I'm going to kind of try to describe what I'm doing on the um, on the screen. For the people who are watching the video on YouTube, you'll see what I'm doing um, on the screen. So I'm going to go ahead and click play. As you can see, or if you can't see, I'm going to describe it. I have a pan here. I'm turning my heat up to like a medium high heat and uh, I'm going to place my oil in there and I'm just placing enough to cover the bottom. And like I said, you could use beef fat, but if you listen to this, you can hear that the pan, you can hear it sizzle, you can hear it pop, you can hear that it's cheering me on and giving me an applause. That's what you want to hear whenever you're cooking this stuff. You know, you're hearing, you want to hear that. If you don't hear that, you want to take it out and you want to and you want to let your pan heat up just a little bit more. Now, if you can see right here, and I'll, uh, like I said, I'm going to explain it, there's little brown droplets um, around my pan. And now what that's from, that's from the oil. My pan was way too hot. So you do want a hot pan. You want it to have a nice color on the bottom of it. But this is an example from whenever it's too hot. And if you get too hot of a pan, all you can do is you can just put a little bit of oil in there, and you can also um, turn down the heat. A little more oil, turn down the heat, and you should be good to go. Um... Also, another thing to take note on, notice how I didn't overcrowd my pan. And overcrowding, you can see there's areas to where it's allowing um, the, the you know, air to pass through and it's allowing the, um, the meats to actually have room to breathe. If you overcrowd the pan and you put everything too close to each other, what's going to happen is the, um, the moisture is not going to be able to escape from the pan. It's just going to get trapped under and then you're not going to be sautéing anymore. You're going to start to be... Um, boiling at that point you know what i mean mm -hmm. and you're not going to get that color that you're looking for a lot of times people they'll go and they'll put too much meat or too much whatever they're cooking into the pan and they're not going to get that color because you cannot get caramelization when moisture is present it's just you, you just can't mm -hmm. and um so yeah i'm gonna when i flip these you're gonna see the nice color that i that i've got on it and this is only for like maybe like two or three minutes because uh, they're really thin and they were only like two and a half ounces and this is also the pork that i was referring to earlier and we were talking about the apples and eating the apples while you're cooking or before you're cooking or whatever you're before you eat um you could see these aren't big i just ate the apple and we both ate the apples you know and it, it's um and drink some water and drink some water oh. and two of these slices they were just enough like for us to like to keep us full i'm gonna go ahead and flip these. i'm gonna continue uh playing the video i'm gonna flip them and you'll see the color that i got on here so as you can see, I got nice color. I got nice fawn. What I would do typically if I wanted to make a sauce, I would just go ahead and throw some white wine. Uh, not white wine. Yeah, white wine. Um, some white wine in there. I was going to say white wine vinegar. I don't know why. <laughs> but I would throw some white wine in there, deglaze that pan a little bit, and then do whatever you wanted, what kind of sauce. If you wanted a cream sauce or whatever you wanted, if you wanted like a more of like a just a regular broth sauce, then you can do that as well. But that's that on uh that's the video on the, my sauteing and just a few tips like I said just make sure that you do have a hot pan make sure that it's not hot enough to where you're or make sure it's not too hot to where you're gonna burn something 
Um, you just want to make sure you're you're watching those temperatures and make sure your meat your stuff's cooked properly. Now, a lot of times, um, I don't know if I said this before, but if you have a thick cut of meat, like if you have, um, let's say you have a thick piece of chicken or a thick pork chop or something like that, you can sear it and get that browning on there. But it's you know it could still be raw in the middle. If you have a pan, you can like a with a metal handle. Um, you can just shove it in the oven at a, like preheated oven and let it cook up to temperature, depending on whatever you're cooking, and then you'll be good to go from there. But that's our segment on sautéing, and that kind of wraps it up for the show. And I really hope you guys enjoyed. If you're still here at the end with us, I appreciate it. If not, um, you messed up. Hate to say it, you know. But we love you guys and. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next week. You guys stay safe out there. And hope to see you at Marcy Joe's. Hope to see you at Marcy Joe's. Come give us a visit yeah. uh, t- Thursday through Saturday from 5 to 8. All right. Well, peace out, y'all. We'll see you guys later.